date to your potential, inspiring, educating, and empowering single members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Our hosts are Peggy Matheson, betrayal trauma recovery expert, and Sharon Collier, certified life and relationship coach. Hey, everybody. Episode 47. Woohoo. We're going to talk about people pleasing Mm -mm. and how to stop giving away your power. That is exactly what you're doing. People don't realize that. So I want you to, as we're talking, pay attention to how you feel. Is this triggering something in you? Is it because you may be in denial that you're a people pleaser? But I want, we want to empower you in your life and in your dating relationships. So pay attention. And of course, feel free to share with others as well as we go along here. So Sharon's got some stuff up her sleeve for this. So I'm going to let you take it away. All right. Um, First of all, I just want to say there's different degrees of people pleasing. So as we go through, we're going to talk about the signs, the signs that you might be a people pleaser, that you were giving your power and your efforts more than you should. (laughs) Um, If you find that you are most of these things, it is time to really take a look at yourself. Um, If you are some of these things, it is still time to take a look at yourself because you are putting yourself at risk in most of your relationships. Yeah, when you say at risk, what you mean is, when we when we're people pleasing and we all can do this i mean i've done it before um we we put ourselves at risk of being taken advantage of advantage of yes someone taking control of our lives because it's because we're we're not taking care of ourselves it's putting other people's needs ahead of our own and when you do that you're in danger of drawing to you people that are not going to be kind to you. Yes. And when you start losing your power, it is hard to have self-esteem, self-confidence. It's hard to feel good about yourself. And that is a dangerous place to be. And you know what? It's not Heavenly Father's plan for us. No, There's a difference between service and there's a difference between people-pleasing. Yes. And and being nice and kind and people pleasing. So let's talk about some of the signs. Yeah. Okay. I just want to put a highlight here. Just let's, let's look at this for those of you that are listening that love service. And then that's a big deal for you. And you love serving people. It makes you feel good. I want you particularly to pay attention to this because you may be writing off that that this is not you. You just love to serve people, but there's a real trap here. If that's your natural go-to, there can be a real trap here that you may be people-pleasing. So I really want you to pay attention um, and think about your own life and and just kind of be reflective, self-reflective. All right. Yes. (laughs) Important. Um, All right. Let's get started. Um, A big one is you have a difficult time saying no. No is hard for everybody until you figure that out. So difficult time saying no. Um, Or you might be preoccupied with what other people might think of you, which is not a healthy thing. Um, You feel guilty telling people no. Yes. You fear turning people down because they might get mad at you or they might think you're mean and selfish. 
Um, you agree to things you don't like to do or don't want to do. And sometimes our values and belief systems come into this one, which yeah. is da- which is really dangerous in a dating situation. Um, you're always apologizing. You find that you're always apologizing to people or you'll take the blame for something you didn't do. Okay, just take a breath. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you said those pretty fast, but I think those are really important for people to think about. Right. This is a lot of, this is kind of some self-deception here too, don't you think? Right. People are not really being honest with yourself. No, if you're taking the blame for something you didn't do, I used to feel guilty about things that really didn't have anything to do with me because, you know, we're going to get into why we do this, but I was raised with a lot of guilt and shame. And so I would start feeling guilty for things that had nothing to do with me at all. I'm like, why do I feel guilty? Um, Okay. You neglect your own needs in order to do things for other people. Like you're depleting yourself there. Yeah. Um, You you don't want to hurt other people's feelings. You want to take care of other people. Yeah. Um, extra responsibility that you really shouldn't be taking on yeah um this could be you already know you struggle with self-esteem so this is a way of getting validation people pleasing Mm -hmm. um there was some author who talked about giving and taking and receiving how givers there's people who are sick givers that attract takers and Mm -hmm. but you want to be a receiver somebody who can give and take and yeah. we just talked about this. People who take, people who would take from you um, might manipulate you and they're very gracious and they will validate you. You're so awesome. You're so amazing. You know, I could never have done this without you. So be careful. Well, a lot of They can do the love bombing thing and, and hope yes. you win. Yes. Yeah. And so you have to be careful if you have low, low self-esteem where you're getting your validation from, you know, like let's get out of that cycle so that you don't need validation from somebody else, because this is a huge, one of the huge symptoms of people pleasing is just, you know, if you have low self-esteem, you're not telling people, no, you are searching for constant validation from other people because you're not giving it to yourself. You have any others, Peggy? So the, the, I wanted to say something on this. There's a book called the human magnet syndrome by Ross Rosenberg. And when you were talking about givers and takers, um, he talks about, he's particularly talking about narcissists And he says there are different levels of narcissism. He has five different levels. And then he calls the person that's drawn to the narcissist is someone who has self-love deficit disorder. And these are often people pleasers. They're the givers you're talking Uh about. And so narcissists and people with self-love deficit disorder, and I'm going to call myself out. This was me. This was me when I got married is, you know, my, I was confident in some ways, but deep down inside, I really didn't feel like I was good enough. And there, and we're going to talk more about the belief, some of the beliefs and things yeah. that are in place that keep keep us being people pleasers. But we're drawn like a human magnet to people because when you have self-love deficit disorder, that means you don't really love yourself. You don't, um, and this may be hidden again. You guys think about this, think, you know, really reflect, do some self-reflection. Um but you're drawn to someone because you receive your value by giving to other people. And so you draw to yourself, you draw someone to you that 
gets value by taking yes from that person so it's a match you know i've talked about patterns and how we're puzzle pieces and it's a puzzle piece match it's that magnetic pull you've got those that space in you where you don't feel good enough unless you're give 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 well you draw to someone that doesn't feel good any value within themselves unless they take 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 so you are creating space for someone to be abusive to you advantage of you so super super important um you talked you talked about you don't want to hurt other people's feelings right you know that's a normal human response we don't want to hurt other people you want people to like you and that's a normal human response as well um but you've got to have enough of who you are inside of you to stand up and say well if it comes to me pleasing you or me taking care of myself, I'm going to take care of myself first. And that's what, you know, those boundaries are really important. So, yeah. Yeah. Should we talk about some of the causes? What causes us to be people pleasers? Yes. Um, okay. We just talked about poor self-esteem and the need for external validation. That's that's a big one. Um, insecurities. Um, we think people aren't going to like us. Yes. If if we're not, you know, constantly um, pleasing and we're not going above and beyond to make people happy. Um, perfectionism. You don't think of this, but wanting to look perfect. And where does this come from? Some, sometimes this is learned behavior. Yes. From childhood. This is the way you were raised. Yes. Sometimes people pleasing is to avoid feeling unsafe. Yes, uh, out of fear from some past traumas. Fear, and that's past trauma as one too. Yes, you're trying um, to avoid and advance some abusive behaviors. You know, this is like walking on eggshells. In uh, advance, yeah. you don't even know if you know, but you're just hoping right. not to trigger somebody, so you're walking on eggshells all the time. Right. And this may be unconscious. You may not even realize that this is what's going on because maybe this is the way you were raised or there was some trigger that happened previously in your life. And you don't realize that you are jumping to create safety for yourself. Yes. Or you're being extra vigilant. You're wanting to make sure everybody's happy because if everybody's happy, then nobody blows up and then you'll be safe. Yes. And probably comes from kind of a turbulent childhood youth situation um, or extremely um, controlling parents can cause this you know um, some things like this or abusive like you can even pick this up from maybe an abusive high school boyfriend like something that caused you a lot of trauma in your childhood or youth so just be careful you know it's like knowing the causes sometimes and identifying this within yourself is one of the ways to take your power back it's like oh I don't have to behave this way Absolutely. This did come from an old boyfriend or this did come from my parents or, you know, a controlling sibling or, you know, who knows what. So the other one of the other causes is the need to feel loved. Yes. Maybe you never felt loved in your childhood. Um, This is something that if you will, this is also about not loving yourself. Yes. Because if you don't love yourself, it's really hard for, for you to receive love from other people. Oh, so yeah, that's important too. Yeah. You're also more likely not... to deflect actually love from other people if you don't love yourself because it's not a believable situation. 
Exactly. You deflect it. You don't receive it. You become not a receiver. You are just only willing to be a giver, giver, giver. Yeah. So um, not seeing yourself as an equal, which is kind of what I talked about. I'm not good enough. Feeling like less than other people, like you disregard your own values and your own beliefs um, and your expectations. You lower your expectations. It's like, well, just deserve scraps. Give me your scraps. Yes. Give me your crumbs and scraps because you don't. Yes. No, that is something very easily fallen into. For sure. For sure. So so there's two undercurrents of being a people pleaser and that's poor self-esteem and feeling insecure. So these are things we have control over friends. These are things that we, that there's, there's ways to overcome these. So ways to, to heal these. Right. Right. So there's all sorts of resources out there to, to, to for healing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think people really are conscious of that. I think they get into this people pleasing mode um, and aren't really conscious of it. Uh, my mom, my mom was a compulsive spender, but she justified it buying gifts for people when actually people were like, why are you buying me a gift? This is weird. You know, here's a gift for no reason. You said you liked bumblebees. So I got you this little bumblebee picture frame and people are like, oh, thank you. But this is weird, you know, but it was part of her people pleasing as well. You know, that, that, you know, that in that kind of a situation, I would look that and go look at that and go, oh, that's more about her than it is about me. She's not really giving that to me because she cares about me. She's giving that to me because she wants to feel good about herself. Yes. 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 Or she wants to be, you know, better than everybody else by giving gifts for no reason. And, you know, she thinks she appeared thoughtful and she just probably really didn't. Um. Should we move on to some of the effects, some of the effects that people pleasers feel? And this is a good way to identify yourself as well. Um, do yeah. you feel anger and frustration? Are you mad at people for taking advantage of you when in reality you're setting yourself up for this? Yeah, I've seen this a lot where people overdo it and then they become passive aggressive, like they overcommit, they they put themselves in that situation and then they become passive aggressive because they can't actually face themselves or face the other person either. That conflict is too scary and they don't know how to handle it. And so they become passive aggressive. Um, Yeah. Which leads us to um, anxiety and stress, right? Stress or stretching yourself so thin that you have nothing left for yourself. It puts you in anxiety, fight, flight, or freeze mode you know, to get your own stuff done. (laughs) It's like, why would I spend so much time with this other person filling their needs when mine aren't met? And, you know, um, there's, there can be, there can be some underpinning of beliefs that are keeping you from actually standing up for yourself, taking care of yourself, that it's really, you may feel a real inner, like turmoil, conflict, upset, who actually takes the steps forward to take care of yourself. I've worked a lot with this with clients. Um, It's really hard for them to have the courage to actually step up and speak out for themselves. And again, we've talked about some of the reasons why that might be, but notice that if you start to try and change this, it may be a little uncomfortable. 
for you. That's okay. Yes. Okay. Well, change is usually a little uncomfortable. You know, even if the end result is pretty exciting, you know, you're changing for the better. It still is uncomfortable because we think in patterns. People are patterns. And so we get involved in these patterns of behavior and it really is hard to change. Okay. Um, You have weaker relationships. Right. This is usually because it's the relationship is built on you always giving and the other person is always taking, which is not a healthy relationship. Well, the communication can break down too, because you're not really being honest about what you feel. No, that is true. And that can be, that can be really challenging to really be emotionally honest with what you feel and to know how to say that without being accusatory of the other person. You just have to speak in I statements, right? you know, y'all. Well, if you set the relationship up this way, it's really hard to change the relationship. And this is where dating and marriage relationships, this is where this gets so hard because you've set this relationship up on, I'm going to give everything and you're just going to take. So how do we change that now? Guess what? You got to start giving, (laughs) you know, and I'm going to start receiving and, you know, um, you know, how do you have that conversation even? And guess what? I'm no longer a people pleaser. You got to start giving back, you know? <laughs> right. This takes a lot of courage. It takes some real insight. You may need to schedule an appointment with Sharon or me to try and get some steps to take to help you um, in your maybe a current relationship or just stepping into new relationships. Yes. Um, but this can cause a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety. When you're uh, when you're doing this, um, you can neglect your own needs. You it just it just is really bad for you, and it's bad for other people. It doesn't produce anything really wonderful, right? It doesn't. I mean, if it's a habit, a pattern, and it's again, the key is if you are taking care of other people's needs over your own. Now, I'm not talking about. I mean, this definitely does apply with children as well. I mean, there is a point where as a mother or father, you need to take care of your child because your child can't take care of themselves over your own needs. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about if you have a teenager that needs, you know, that 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 needs to take accountability and you're still trying to please them and trying to help them and and you're, dis- you're enabling, you're enabling yeah. and disempowering them and you're disempowering yourself. There's just not any good outcome when you're people pleasing. And I want to reiterate again, everybody can do this. This can be, especially when we live in a culture where we, we put on a pedestal and which is right that the, the principles of the gospel of Jesus Christ being kind, being loving. Yes. Charity, charity, all of that, we can really mess it up in our own heads, in our own life by thinking that is all of it. Right. We just got to give, give, give. But that's not the gospel of Jesus Christ. There's a difference between being generous that strengthens bonds, being kind that strengthens bonds, and giving up who we are to take care of other people. Yes. So there's not Heavenly Father's plan for us. No, there's a difference between being kind and being nice. People pleasers are nice. And it's not an honest way of living in your relationships. No. It's it's deceptive. 
because you're not really bringing who you really are to the table. Which is our next one, the lack of authenticity. Way to segue, Peggy. <laughs> I didn't even know I was segueing. Yes, the you're, lack of authenticity. Yes, because you're not being your authentic self. Um, I have a friend who gives, um, I'm going to say they're not honest compliments. Mm. And when you're giving compliments that you know are not honest, you don't really trust that person. That person is not, yes, you, you know, because the first time I heard her do that, I just thought, well, that's a bag of crap, you know, and that's kind of what I associate with her is like, she's not, you know, that wasn't an authentic compliment. That wasn't, you know, it was like very people pleasing and she's not being true to herself because she probably doesn't know who she is trying to get so much validation from other people. So you want to make sure that you are, you know, you are an authentic person, you know who you are, you know whose you are, and you're living that way. Right. And it's draining. When you are in a relationship like that, or you're, uh, it, it's, it depletes you, it depletes them, it takes things away instead of giving. It's not a generous way of being. No. it, 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 it appears that way, but it's not. You need to be your authentic self. You need to know who you are. You need to be true to who you are and, you know, not get outside yourself to the people pleasing so that you're giving up your power. That's what the whole thing's all about today. Right. Um, Sometimes people pleasers, um, they have a hard time making decisions. Yes. It's because they... They doubt themselves. Yes, it's the self-doubt thing because they're so busy giving to other people, they don't know how to give to themselves. Yeah. So well, I I'm a chronic self-doubter. I have been that for for years and years. And like I said, I really did have self-love self-love deficit disorder in my marriage, and I that is one of the things that I did heal, and then I worked through, right, and was able to um, fill that gap or that hole or that puzzle piece part of my puzzle piece that that my marriage wasn't working anymore because I was no longer willing to not love myself right right well he was asking so much I mean for those who don't haven't heard Peggy's story she was married to a same-sex attracted person and I'm going to say you weren't giving being loved properly in the first place no uh -uh. which you know you weren't getting that normal validation that you know a heterosexual man would have might have given you or would have given you so that 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 seems normal in my head (laughs) that there would be a disconnect there yeah and 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 there was control and there was um you know um could try and control over me and um but it was masked by the idea that we were in an eternal marriage and that we had this whole paradigm we were living in, which was the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we both work on our own stuff and all of that. So anyway, but yeah, I I'm, you know, I've been there, I've done that. And that self doubt, it's really challenging, takes a lot of courage to step forward in baby steps, but I would encourage you in baby steps to step forward and start loving yourself, start believing in yourself, start doing what you want, figuring out what you want and making this exactly. Okay. Another good segue. <laughs> this one. Your depleted power, your, deplete, your depleted sense of self. You're so busy devoting all your energy and all your mental resources toward other things and other people that you don't have any of that for yourself is, which is what 
you just um, talk about you don't have any time for your own goals or your own progression, which you need time. This is why we're on the planet. I like to drill that into people. We're here to grow and progress, right? You know, and you're staying stagnant if you're always worried about other people. And I think some people might use people pleasing as a way to avoid maybe their own progression, you know, a way to avoid looking at themselves and their own. Yes. It's like, I'm so busy doing for everybody else. I don't have any time to look at myself or my own issues or my own. So something else to really take a look at and keep in mind. Yes. Um, These are you guys, this is a lot we're talking about here. And these are like any one of these topics could be just their own conversation. You know, we can have a huge conversation on on a lot of these. Um, But it it comes back to you really being authentic with yourself, willing to look at yourself. And remember that other people and the interactions you have with other people is a mirror back to you. Yeah. of your unfinished business. Yeah. So if it keeps pricking at you, keeps triggering you, you keep stuck on it, you keep ruminating about it, that's you have the power to look at yourself and do something about that. Well, so, yeah, if you're always people pleasing, you know, a lot of times it comes from a lack of self-esteem, but I know a lot of people who are people pleasers who generally just don't like them. They don't like that about themselves. They're not doing anything to help themselves along as far as their self-esteem goes. It's like I'm putting myself in situations to be completely walked on or even stomped on. And it's like, how can you like yourself if you're in that situation? Right. You know, so it's like this, you know, catch 22 almost. It's like, I want to work on my self-esteem, but yet (laughs) all this people pleasing for validation is killing me, you know? Well, the waking up process can be hard. Waking up to what your stuff is, is hard. And really looking at it and going, I'm I'm looking at stuff I don't like in myself. And that's a hard thing to face. Yeah. So just give yourself a lot of compassion. But absolutely, it's all painful for all of us. Yeah. There's ugly stuff in all of us. And so the sooner you face it, the happier you will be and the happier your relationships will be. For sure. Should we talk about, um, sorry, I'm very caffeinated. <laughs> I, I'm jumping from one thing to another very fast. I had a cold over the weekend and I'm like, oh. wow. So um, um, let's talk about ways to stop being a people pleaser. Yes. Because if you're not, yes, right? if you're not so far into it that you need professional help, there's ways that you can stop this on your own. Yeah. Okay. Number one, the most important, realize you have a choice. You don't have to be this way. Yeah. You have a choice to do or to not do. And that right there is empowering when you really think about it. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a step before that actually, but which we've already talked about, which is we have to acknowledge that we're a people, please. We are a people. Oh yes. Yes, that, that is the first step. Yeah. <laughs> We've been talking about this this whole time is like, think about this. Is this you? Have you done this? Have you yes. felt icky after you've served? Have you felt resented after you served yes. other people? You, yes. you know, have you have you dismissed your own needs for other people's? So that's probably the first step. And that then is the, the first step, acknowledging yeah. that there is a problem. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next one. And then that one that you just said, yes, you have, you have a choice. Um, going on, identifying your priorities. Mm. 
you know, what are my priorities? What, you know, um, I would be writing them down if this is a, if this is a problem or issue or even putting it on a calendar so that you know when you can say yes or no, because your reaction is going to be to say yes. <laughs> and if you have things in front of you, it might be easier to say no, but you, you know, need to prioritize yourself and your needs. Yes. Nobody, none, another people pleaser is not likely to come along to fill your needs as you this are pleasing helps. other people. Right, right. And this helps in you deciding what to do. Yes. The baby steps. So you write down the things that you want and look at this. And then you can start um, uncovering what it is, you know, those steps that you can take one baby step at a time to move forward. Yeah. Did that make sense? Did I just like? Yes. Okay. Yes. We need to identify the steps to move forward. Um, that's what coaches help you do. Um, okay. Moving on. You need to learn to say no. I know this is so hard for people. I was not the no person ever when I, growing up. And I started saying no to little girls at the door selling little bracelets and things. <laughs> I started practicing saying no. But literally, if you don't know how to say no, you can Google ways to say no politely. No write does not have to mean at all. <laughs> write them down and create a script. Yes. Create a script for yourself. Memorize them so that you have them in your brain so that when that opportunity comes where you maybe get like a little anxious or whatever, you have that tool, that resource within you to say no. Okay. No, or I'm, you know, I'm a big proponent of journaling. If you wanted to say no and you didn't, you said yes, journal about it and journal how you would handle this the next time. Yes. Situation the next time, because then you know. Yes. Oh, even if you have to go back to your journal and say, wait a second. (laughs) (laughs) No. So learn to say no. There's all sorts of ways you can say no politely. And, you know, and that's how you know somebody respects you is if they can take a no. Um, Okay. And um, if you are having a, are you, if you're a hard no person, if that's really hard for you, ask for time to think about it. Yes, that's a great ask for a little time. Sometimes that is just that much easier to be able to say that will not fit into my schedule. Okay, what you're doing when you do that is you're disrupting the pattern. Yes, starting to disrupt the pattern that you have. Yes, so this is what we really want to do is we want to disrupt this pattern of Mm -hmm. pleasing. Um, And you don't need to give a huge list of excuses. If you're saying no, it just will not fit into my life right now or my week. This will not fit into my day. Whatever your excuse is, you don't have to give a list of excuses. Just give, you know, just give one. No. And you don't have to apologize because ultimately this is not your problem. This is their problem. And you need to keep that in mind that you don't need to take on everybody else's problem. Well, if you're also, if you're saying no to something that's not necessarily that that's a, that may be as emotional or in a relational way. You can just say, it just doesn't feel good to me. Yes. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel good. Um, it's, it's not what I want. Yeah. What is the honest response? Yeah. You no, know, but if that's a hard thing for you, go look up ways to say no. There's probably 
hundreds of ways to say no if you Google ways to say no. And the saying no is a, has to do with boundaries. Yes. And that was the next one is set your boundaries. People do not set boundaries. And years ago, boundaries was not a buzzword like it is now. But I think that's an accepted thing now. People are expecting you to have boundaries. And boundaries are a good sign of good self-esteem. They are. You know? So, um, and we did a whole, um, we did a whole thing on, a whole podcast on boundaries. So, so go back and listen to boundaries. And, and this, again, reiterating that, what, some of what we said is that this expresses your value. Yes. It shows people that you value yourself. And you're and, yeah, just a reminder that when you set boundaries, and this is going to be hard for people pleasers, some people aren't going to be happy with it. You know, some of your relationships will fall away. And I'm going to tell you, that's a good thing. Yes, that's a healthy thing, because your takers are going to probably most likely go find somebody else to take from. Yeah. But then it will enrich and nurture the right relationships, those that will nurture you, yes. that will affect you. And yes. so there's so much good in 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 keeping and, and maintaining boundaries and setting and maintaining boundaries so yes for sure um you can consider if you're being manipulated and you that's part of this is because a taker will start manipulating if you say no they'll start saying well i can't do this by myself or you're smarter than me or you're better at that than me um so watch out those are some of the signs because they're going to try to talk you into saying yes because this is the norm, right? So they ask and you say yes, and then they ask again and you say yes again. So this is going to be a little bit hard for these people in your life that are sucking the life out of you, that are taking so much from you. So and it may be, and and it may be that they're not a manipulator, or controlling, but they're just trying to get you to do what they they want you to do in the moment. But if yes. you put up more of a seriously, this is a no, then they'll go, okay, I get it. You know, yes. but that's different than someone who continually keeps coming back right? And, and tries to manipulate. And it could be in a way that makes you, I mean, it could be in a way that doesn't seem bad. Right. But just keep in touch with yourself and what you really need and want. Yes. I mean, even if it's just an afternoon to read, you know what? Guess what? You deserve that. If you plan an afternoon just to read, you have a couple extra hours and someone wants to do something, you know, you to do something different take that afternoon and read, you know, I mean, it could be something small like that, but that's what you plan. That's important to you. Do it. Yeah. Um, hey. Oh, positive self-talk. Let's talk about <laughs> maybe coming up with a mantra, a positive self-talk mantra, 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 however they say it. Um, you know, I am worth my own time. You know, my, yes. my needs, I am worth filling my own needs. My needs yes. come first. Um, some mantras and some positive self-talk because you're going to need that. Because yeah. you're just as important as all these people that are draining you, you know, right. that you are pleasing constantly. You need to speak positively to yourself and know that you are just as important. If not more important, you're more just, important. Just practicing self-love. Yes. The part of practice is a very practical part of practicing self-love. You're honoring who yourself, who you are inside, and you're honoring who you are outside. Yes. So 
that self-love is that that positive self-talk is really important. If if that isn't working and you find yourself getting back into the pattern again and again, then um, I'd love to work with you because that's what I do. I help people in the individual coaching sessions. We work on that. So yeah, well, and that's the thing when you're trying to change and you have a setback, that doesn't mean the change is over. And no. people don't realize that change is hard. You know, if it's you're on a diet, yeah, if you're on a diet and you mess up that diet Wednesday, a lot of people don't start that diet again Thursday. They start it again the next Monday, <laughs> right? It's like, oh, I've already screwed it up. So I'm just going to enjoy my week and start again Monday. No, start again on Thursday. If you are trying really hard to change this pattern and you mess up a little bit, that's okay. Because that's part of change. Start again tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow's always a better day. And then the last thing I wanted to say, and Peggy, you may have a little more to say on this, but the last thing I had was reward yourself affirm yourself that you're doing a great job that if yeah. if you've said no and you're okay with it and maybe you feel a little guilty it's okay you know little, affirm you that you are growing yeah so, uh, set up a little celebration uh -huh. dance yay i did a great job or, yes yes i did i did not fall into that today you know right. um right. because or, that is or go fishing or whatever it is you know reward yourself for yes. for doing Yes. And, and, and say self-affirming things like you did it, you know, and you know what, this is not going to be something you change overnight. Anyways, you are going to feel guilty and you are going to feel bad for a few minutes before you really start going, oh my gosh, look at all the extra time I have for myself or, you know, wow, I don't feel stomped on this week. That feels really good, you know, to, and I feel empowered to say no and to take care of myself. Yes. So I have a couple of, I do have a couple of things to add that are kind of just, um, just kind of add on to what you've got there. But one of them is um, stop assuming, stop assuming that you're responsible for other people's happiness. Yes. Um, stop assuming what other people might be thinking or feeling. You, all you really know is what you're thinking and feeling, unless they communicate clearly what that is with you. Um so letting go of the perception of others is is hard, but we need to let go of all of that assumption and the stories that we tell ourselves over and over again. The first thing to do is, like I said at the beginning, is to acknowledge and recognize that you're doing that. Are you making assumptions about people? Are you? I see this all the time in the groups on on social media. Are you making assumptions here? You know, what are the assumptions you're making? Just start asking yourself some questions. The other thing is to start communicating. And I think this is, encompasses some of the things you've already said, like saying no right. and and you're and all of that. But but like figure out a way to to and and again, we've we've already talked about this a little bit, but the communication is really, really important. Yeah. It can be, it can be really uncomfortable you know, but really look at your communication. So those are kind of. Right. Well, and that's the thing you need to figure out how you want to communicate. No properly, like in a way that you feel good about it. Right. You know, and so, you know, maybe that's maybe another time or call me next time or, you know, just however you want to say it, you have to do that in a way that you are comfortable with, but that's communication in general is being yes. able to just, you know, be yourself authentically and be able to, you know, communicate your needs. Right. Um, yeah. So that was, that was all that I had. Um, 
Well, there's actually, there's one more that I can think of, and that's don't stop making excuses and justifications. When other people ask you for things, just say, I'm like, you already talked about this a little bit, but you just don't need, well, it doesn't need to be a list. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to, you don't need to make excuses. You don't need to apologize, you know, stand up for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And this may feel a little uncomfortable. You may have a lifelong pattern of doing this. So it's going to feel a little uncomfortable, yeah. but this is you growing and that's growth is not growth is not um, comfortable. Right. And no. that, that is the truth, you know, even though it's liberating at the end, you need to, you need to make sure you realize that you will feel liberated at the end of this, this particular piece of your growth is yeah. that, you know, you will feel better about yourself. Yeah. And just baby steps, you guys just take yeah. baby steps. You're going to fall back. You're going to go back to old stuff and then pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. That's all just yeah. another day. That's just part of change in general. Okay. All you people pleasers out there, us included <laughs> that are recovering people pleasers, um, go and, and make your life better. And draw into your life the relationships that you really want and that are going to be nurturing to you. Yes. And love yourself. So thanks. All right. Till next right. time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and that it inspired you on your dating journey. Please share this with anyone you think might benefit from what you've heard today and click the button to follow us. You can reach either Sharon or I at datetoyourpotential.com. We work with people who are single or married. We want you to know you are not alone. We support you. We are in this with you.